Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We are continuing on this series because I just think this series is so critical all about what we need to be doing during our off-season to make sure that there is no off-season next year. Or if we want an off-season to have a little bit of a break, that at least we have the best 2019, the best year in 2019 that we've ever had. And so I wanted to bring on um, a a master of the subject. I'm so excited today that I have my friend Ryan Coral of Studio Sherpas uh, with us. So Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. Jordan, this is uh, this is super fun. I'm uh, glad and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. If you are not a listener to the Studio Sherpas podcast, first of all, I condemn you. Um, no, just kidding. Seriously, you need to check out this podcast because it's it's actually uh, the only podcast that I listen to religiously. So I'm super grateful for this podcast. Ryan, uh, tell us before we get in here, tell us a little bit about yourself. I want to give the audience a little picture of, of what you guys are doing so that they know how much they need to tune into this. Uh, and when you say tune into this, you mean this episode or something? This episode, <laughs> this episode. I, I'm just amazed at some of the stuff that you guys are doing in your business, and I want to see. I want our our audience to hear a little bit more about that. Uh, well, so uh, man, I started doing video almost 15 years ago, and uh, and it's been a slow roll. You know, I think out of the gates, uh, at least I felt like, wow, we're seeing a ton of success because uh, you know we were. <laughs> working for dirt cheap. So I think I kind of fooled myself in thinking that we were successful early on. Uh, but I think I was working for like, you know, close to what I left my salary job. Uh, I was working at a college making about $22,000 a year. And so mm-hmm. I just needed to replace that income. And uh, to make $22,000 a year doing video, it doesn't uh, that it doesn't take very long to do that. Uh, yeah. Even if yeah. you're terrible. Uh, my hand is raised because I, I was terrible. Uh, but good enough for people to hire. And, uh, you know, fast forward a bunch of years and um, it's just amazing. I'm incredibly thankful, incredibly, incredibly blessed. I have this amazing team that I get to work with. Um, I think I have six full-time employees. Um, we have a studio. You know, I, when I started working, I was working from home. I had this little corner office, and then I got moved out of that office when we had a baby, and I was working in the little loft in our upstairs. Uh, at, and then I had an employee, and then we had another baby, and my wife was like, "Get the heck out of the house because I need space yeah. for my family." And wait, I guess I was part of her family. I think she meant her kids. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, so then we got a one uh, one room studio office, whatever. And I was super nervous to actually have overhead, and uh, and it's just been this this crazy journey over the past 14 years of, you know, setting goals and achieving these goals. And, uh, and it hasn't been all rainbow rainbows and unicorns. Uh, there has been a ton of struggle and loss in the, in throughout those years. Uh, but, uh, just last week I got an email cause this has been a goal of mine for the past couple of years. Uh, I got an email from our bookkeeper that said, Hey, you hit the $1 million revenue mark. And, uh, that was just mm. a, um, it, it's just incredible to think that, uh, you know, I started as one person doing this, uh, you know, essentially out of our, out of our basement. And, um, and to think that we're creating awesome stuff for clients, our clients love the, the work that we get to do. 
And today, you know, I'm, I'm hardly creating anything, you know, I've got this amazing team that's, that's doing all this stuff, but I get to be a part of it. I get my name on it. And, uh, and it's, and it's really just, um, it's been a crazy, crazy journey, but, uh, one that I, I'm just incredibly thankful for. I don't want to, I can't stress that enough to say, uh, I do step back a lot and just look at where we're at and just be like, wow, I can't believe this. This is really, really cool. And, uh, and then to, to have launched Studio Sherpas three years ago uh, with the whole intent to be able to help others have success uh, because I know as a creative, it's hard to like grow a business. Like we just want to do our craft and, uh, and, and I'm definitely more business-minded than I'm creative-minded and I love to talk strategy. So it's just been a, for me, it's been a win-win to be able to, to, to do Studio Sherpas and to be able to help so many, but also to be able to learn from so many, uh, which really I think in turn has helped my business uh, in the long run. Yeah, no doubt. I can definitely attest to that. Just in the, the, the ability to get to talk to so many people who are doing such high level work on a, on a regular basis. I mean, I know that we get to share that with our audiences, um, each of us, but man, the ways that, uh, that, that I've grown over the years of doing this podcast, it's crazy. It's, it's been pretty close to years now, just like you guys, you guys just celebrated a hundred episodes. So congratulations. You're all, you're, yeah. you're like right behind us, right? You're, you've got yeah. like 90 some episodes. That's, that is, yeah. that's a huge feat. I, I know I, that from experience. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I think we started just like a month after you guys and I found y'all's, I found y'all's show probably like six weeks in Oh my gosh. Um, from y'all starting. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, back back no when doubt. we like hardly, you know, we would stutter. Just kidding. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> We've always had great guests. So, uh, you know, it's, it, yes, it, yeah, it's been pretty cool. No doubt. No doubt. Well, uh, if you are listening to this and you are someone who, um, like most people in our industry is, is doing this solo, or maybe you're doing it as a husband and wife team, or you've got a, a friend who just second shoots with you, but you love the idea of building something bigger than yourself. If you love the idea of building something that, uh, you know, can create money for you when, when you get injured, when you're sick, that can continue to provide for your family. Um, you know, this is going to be a great episode for you. So, Ryan, I'd love for you to talk to me about the, you know, really the idea of of this episode primarily is about um, what can we do to be filling these gaps of time, uh, like like many people have, especially during these months that we're currently in. You know, we're here in December, and for a lot of people, there is you know inches or feet of snow on the ground. And, uh, you know, what, what are the things that, um, that have been tried and true for you, um, that, uh, have helped you to not have these slow seasons? Because if you're doing a million dollars of revenue in a year, um, you are not having much downtime in your business. So what are you doing to fill these gaps? Well, and so just so we're not misleading anybody, uh, j- just so you know, like right now, like we're totally, if I went out to the uh, editing room there, uh, just right next to the podcast room, uh, nobody's really working on anything new. <laughs> so yeah. um, we don't uh, we don't really pick things up uh, for, for probably a month. 
Um, but you know, if you would have asked me this two or three years ago and it had that been the case, I'd been freaking out. I am like, how are we going to get through Christmas? I want to give bonuses to my team. Uh, I like, I want to have, a, <laughs> I want to take home a bonus. Um, you know, what are you going to do? And, uh, at the, the lowest part of this business and in my personal life, we owed like, it was like a hundred, we had a, a accumulated about $120,000 in debt. Uh, that, so that's business debt and personal debt. And, um, and then fast forward, you know, a little over two years and we're totally debt free. Um, we're able to give our, our employees bonuses this month. Um, don't tell them actually, they just found out this week. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, and we're not freaking out that we, we don't have any new work happening for, for another month or so. Uh, and really for the last two or three weeks, it's just been, it's been slow. We've, we've been meeting with people talking about next year. So, you know, once the middle of January hits next year, uh, I, I think everything looks like we're going to be rocking and rolling. Um, so, uh, just I don't want that to, to come off as like, oh, well, you know, once you hit a million dollars, it's like, uh, you know, you sit back, relax and take it easy. It's it's a total slow roll. It um, it takes having somebody that uh, knows numbers that can help. And, you know, we have a bookkeeper that once a month she's not just um, looking at our numbers and saying like, OK, uh, this looks good. But she's also kind of. Uh, helping some strategy and, and saying like, Hey, uh, I don't see anything for the next two months in your, uh, uh, invoicing program. You know, there's no contracts, like what are you guys doing? And then, you know, for me in the past, that's always like a reminder of like, Oh crap, I need to be, you know, out and about and, uh, kissing babies and shaking hands and all that stuff to make sure that we, uh, the pipeline yeah. gets, gets filled up. So, uh, just, I just want to put that out there that, uh, we, we, we are slow and I would love to be booking stuff right now because that's just like icing on the cake. Um, but, uh, it's just like you're saying, Jordan, it's, this is that season where, um, businesses slow down, uh, here in like the Detroit area or in Michigan in general, hardly anybody's getting married. Um, yeah. and you know, for us about six years ago, we uh, we we launched our corporate brand. So when I started 14 years ago, we were doing weddings, and that was primarily what we did for the longest time, and right. and we saw a lot of success there. And I remember I was like six or seven years in, uh, eight, I don't know, something like that. And I was meeting with a financial guy over coffee, and I met him at the the Chamber of Commerce, and he wanted me to bring my um, AR profit margin. I don't know. It's, you know, it's like accounting type stuff. He's like, print, print that out. I want to, want to take a look at it. And so we're sitting down and he's looking through our numbers and he just said, he's like, man, you guys do like really, really well six months out of the year. I'm like, yeah. I mean like here in Michigan, that's, you know, we get like random destination wedding here and there, but that's just it, you know? And he's like, um, your business would be amazing if you were shooting new stuff these other six months. And I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't really think of that. I always think of, you know, about December, January, February, March being time where we can catch up on our editing plus April and a little bit of May, catch up on editing, um, uh, start marketing, think about new website, you know, just, just that's, that's the time where we, where we did that stuff. And it really got, that conversation really got me thinking like maybe like doing weddings isn't the only thing that we should be focused on. We, we were doing other stuff, but it was really, uh, the start of a conversation of like, you know, I love weddings. They are just the best thing ever. If I could do them Monday through Friday, nine to five, I would do them all day long. Um, but you know, we're at the point now where we're, we're 
we're having to convince people again that it's worth the investment, that the value mm. of having a, an amazing story told of your wedding day because it's so special is totally worth spending seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars. And so, you know, back in 2012, we decided that we would create a separate brand that was focused on businesses and we would tell stories for businesses. And one year, two years after doing that, you know, the revenue scales tipped where, you know, we were still pushing hard for weddings, but the amount of corporate stuff that we were getting, it was crazy. And, you know, instead of, uh, you know, pushing really hard for a $5,000 job, we were booking, you know, $10,000 jobs and then a 15 and then a $20,000 job. And we were like, holy cow. And then we booked a 25,000 and then, you know, and then it was just like, this is crazy. This is like, and it was, and I, I don't want this to come across the wrong way either. It, it, it was just way easier to, to make a lot yeah. more money on the business side. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, duh. But there's just that, like that missing element of like the heart and the passion of these couple stories that we were telling for the longest time. But I still knew, like, I care about people and I care about story. And so we really just wanted to say, like, okay, like, this is how I'm going to justify that we're doing the work with businesses and corporations is that we want to be storytellers for them. We want to tell their story and talk about why they do this thing, why they're passionate, why other people need to know about this thing that they do. And so, you know, for me, I... I just felt like, well, we're, we're doing the same thing. It's not, you know, there's no couple at the end of the aisle, but, um, but there's, you know, a man or woman who started this company and, uh, and this is their story and this is their journey and, uh, and they've got a great product or they've got a great service and the world needs to know about it. And so anyway, I say all of that to say f for us, the thing that I, I would say saved us, um, and really saved me because I'm so passionate about storytelling and about people and if I wasn't able to do this work in whatever context for whatever audience or market um, I'd be really sad uh, I, mm -hmm. I feel like this this has allowed me opportunity to meet some incredible people and tell some awesome stories that move people you know we get people that cry you know he, mm -hmm. all of the listeners that are creating these wedding films people cry when they see that stuff and kids are gonna yep. laugh at mom and dad 20 years down the road <laughs> when they see the stuff but they're gonna laugh and then and then one day they're gonna cry right because of how how meaningful that is um so so for us we had to uh we had to add um another element to our business uh that was not just weddings and and i think you know some people it's easy to, uh, or it's easier in depending on what area you're at. If if weddings can happen nine, ten months out of the year instead of you know six here in Michigan, then it's probably easier for that to be sustainable. But sure. but here in Michigan, and, and granted, you know we can do destination stuff, we can travel, and 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 that adds to you know our wedding revenue or whatever. But um, but it's just that takes a toll. That takes a toll, especially now. I've got you know two of my guys who when I hired they neither one of them were married in well actually i think they both were newly married but nobody had kids and you know it was a lot easier to travel today it's like it's a lot harder because everybody has kids yeah. and multiple kids and we have wives and uh and they like to see us right so that just makes it harder so we really just needed to figure out an, another way and and then really you know about a year ago we said you know we're we're going to uh we're going to we're going to close down epic motion which is our wedding film brand we're, we'll still do weddings but we're just not going to promote them and uh, people can see them you know if they go to the our website is still up but it really takes them into a tell studios experience where uh, you know, people might be like, "Oh, they're wait, they're doing business. Where's the where's all the pretty wedding stuff?" And we just tell people, "Yeah, we're we're do we'll, we're doing weddings. Starting price is you know really close to like what we not really close. We really try to say like what's a one day shoot for a corp 
corporate client? Uh, what's the kind of team? What's the kind of element? What are the kind of elements that we would need for uh, for that kind of storytelling? And so, you know, packages start at seven thousand dollars, and we're not apologizing for that. It just is what it is, and um, we love doing them, but we're just not pushing them like we used to. Right. That was the most long-winded answer to a really short question. Uh, no, that was fantastic. I think that for anyone who has been doing weddings for any length of time, I think you're probably, if, if you haven't gotten to the corporate world, you're probably underestimating your skill set. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, I find that uh, people who have been trained in the fire of weddings for years have typically have some of the best skill sets of anyone in the, in the, in the filmmaking industry, because you are producing something under unbelievable constraints that other people just don't have to work under. You know, it's, it's every, everything that you film throughout that day is one shot and, it, and that's it, you know? Um, and so, you know, you've got to, you've got to nail it every time. Uh, I was talking actually with some people at masters in motion, this last week about that. And, uh, one of my friends who I made there was talking about how, you know, he came from weddings and he got into the corporate world. He was working for another production company. They had never done weddings and he was just shooting circles around them because they were all so slow in comparison because he's used to having to work fast to having to have the muscle memory of the, the camera and just know how to get, you know, 10 shots in 10 seconds kind of thing, you know? Um, and when we had first, had first started really pursuing corporate stuff and, uh, we were on the, on site and we're shooting and, uh, you know, something wasn't going right. And I was like, Oh shoot, you know, we got to move to the next thing. And, uh, one of my guys looked over and they're, they're like, no, we can actually like have them do that again. And I was like, no, no, yeah. wait, wait. And I was like, wait, we can have them do that again. <laughs> we can have them say that again. This isn't like this, this is okay to stage this a little bit. So it was, uh, just this mind blowing, but totally on the same page with you. Yeah. And that is a learning experience to, to learn the, the skill set of, of a director, of a DP. Um, but it really is so much just about realizing that, yeah, I can slow down. I can redo stuff. Um, so it, I think it's, it's more just kind of a mental barrier, but you've got these skill sets. Why not put them to use in other, in other ways? Um, so maybe talk to me a little bit more about that transition and what you guys did as you were starting to to build Tell Studios. Well, Jordan, before we go there, like I, I did, I wrote down a couple of notes because um, I knew we were going to yeah. be talking about this. Uh, f- for the people that are just kind of like, now, you know, I'm not doing corporate stuff, or maybe you are, and, uh, and and it's still like, man, this is really slow, and I could use some extra cash. Uh, you know, some of the things that we did uh, for a long time with Epic Motion is we built an email list, right? We had um, uh, thousands of people on our email list, all our past clients, and then um, you know anybody that would sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we had lead magnets that we would uh, offer, uh, you know, how to prepare for your wedding film on your wedding day type stuff where people would give us their email and we would just share tips, tricks and all that stuff. So we had this great email list. Well, you know, we could we could offer incentives to people. And and because we had a CRM, we used ShootQ for the longest time. Uh, definitely don't use it anymore. Uh, we use Dubsado uh, today and ActiveCampaign too. So um, in, in having some sort of a platform like that, I remember we would... Look at our calendar. It would be like uh, 
October and be like, man, we got nothing for November, you know, no weddings. But we have like, you know, in Shukyu, it would say like we had four four leads or six leads or something like that for different weekends in November or in December. So what we could do is we could actually create a, an email for anybody that was getting married in the upcoming month or three months or whatever. And we would make these cute little graphics that would just say, you know, $300 off your wedding film or, you know, free uh, love story. Or um, we would just offer value. And, and at times we offer discounts because we're like, what? what is the, we're not doing anything on that weekend. You know, we have nothing coming up. So uh, right. what, are, what are some things that we can get people to incentivize them? So that that's one thing, you know, if you're in a spot where uh, whether it's it's in one of the slow season months, that you're like, well, you know, we could shoot something or you want to just incentivize, you know, maybe you have like 10 leads for June next year, incentivize them right now. If you need cash, like to get through the season, then you need to figure that out and and yeah. you need to move, you need to do something. So incentivizing, telling people you give them extra hours, you'll, you'll do a, you know, an additional shoot, you'll do an additional edit, you'll give them social media edits, all of those things that could get somebody who is considering hiring you to to just say yes, uh, let's do it, um, and give them a time frame. You know, say uh, you've got ten days to figure this out. We're you know our calendar, we're, we're filling it up, and you know you don't have to tell them you're what you're filling it up with because you, yeah. you're filling it up with something, uh, whether yeah. that's just you know opening presents or taking naps. Um, <laughs> but your calendar's filling up, and you know. Uh, let us know in the next 10 days if this is something that you're interested in doing. And it, you, these people that haven't made a decision yet, uh, they need something that's going to get them to make a decision. And by you putting yeah. a cap on it, uh, not leaving it open-ended, that might seem salesy. It might seem like you know, you're trying to trick somebody. But if you're doing it from like in, in a spot where, no, there, it, there is truth to it, um, don't just I, I had to get over that whole thing of like feeling like a salesperson and thinking that that was yeah. a bad thing and if you believe that what you do is a gift to the world that what you have is 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 a gift in storytelling or video you know what however you say what you do um, then you're doing yourself a disservice when you're not hustling when you're not trying to put yourself out there and do whatever it takes to get the job especially when you're short on cash. Um, I mean, that's yeah. when it's a lot easier to, to take your foot off the the gas when when the bank account's full and you're just like, man, we're super busy. I'm going to stop you know, trying to get business. But as soon as things start slowing down, it's like, oh my gosh, uh, I need to do something. And uh, you know, don't let your ego get in the way. Don't, don't let pride get in the way. Um, it's okay to sell this thing that you're, you're super passionate about and born to do. Like that is okay. Uh, and if somebody doesn't want it, then cool. Don't make them buy something that they don't want. And then you're not a sleazy salesperson. You're just a guy trying to find somebody that is going to benefit from from this thing that you have. Yeah, particularly if you believe that what you do is, um, you know, is of a higher quality than than other options that they have out there. Like, make sure that they know. You know, one thing that we do, we do is um, this is related to what you're saying is when we get closer to like if we're you know, like 45 days out, we'll start emailing if we have any open dates because we can send out three teams on a, on a Saturday. So if we've only got two weddings that Saturday, or only we've only got one wedding, then we'll go email. We've, we've probably got, you know, eight or nine other leads for that Saturday. So we'll email them because we know that still in the industry right now, there's still a lot of people who reach out and they end up not hiring a filmmaker to come to their wedding um, or they do it super last minute. So we'll reach out back out to those people, you know, 60 to 45 days out 
and say, hey, we're offering a special right now. We're going to give you, you know, uh, the raw footage for free. It's a $300 value or whatever it is, um, you know, maybe a $500 of, of a la carte items that you can add on to your package at no extra cost, whatever it is. These little things that don't really cost us anything, um, but they can fill up our schedule um, and provide work to our team when they wouldn't have it otherwise. Um, and, you know, what does it really cost us? Nothing, you know. Uh, one, one thing that I'm learning uh, is just the value of somebody that just wants to work for you for a couple hours a week. And, you know, finding whether that's a significant other, uh, whether that's a stay-at-home mom uh, that just wants, you know, not, not even necessarily a paycheck. They just want to, you know, get away from the thing that they're doing. They need a break. They, they, they want some kind of real work. They think, you know, video is cool and they want to kind of be a part of that. There are people out there that would be happy to look inside of your, your CRM look inside shoot queue, dubs auto, whatever, and see who is 45 or 60 days out and create a little email that could go out to all those people. Because that that's the kind of stuff that I remember used to just feel like super overwhelming to think like, oh gosh, like I don't even know how to get into this CRM thing and, and like find the people that haven't booked us that are, you know, upcoming. And, um, but if you, if you created a little system or had somebody help you create a little system to say like, Hey, every month, you know, you come in on the first of every single month, you don't even have to come in. Here's the login and whatever. Uh, but every Every, every single month you're coming in and you're you're working on sending an email to these five to seven, 10, however many people are on that list that are 45 days out from now that haven't booked us. Who knows if they booked a wedding at all or a, a filmmaker at all. Reach out to them with a really nice email. And then the other thing is, in, in the, sorry, I'm drinking coffee. So I'm like, the ideas are flowing. Um, <laughs> Good. Uh, 10, the, the, these people will work for 10, 15, 20 bucks an hour. So if that's two hours of work every month to send out those emails, that's what is that? 40 bucks. And if you book one wedding, hopefully you're charging more than $40 for <laughs> your wedding. Right? So that, yeah. that really should pay, pay for itself there. The other thing to think about too, is when you're like Jordan, as you're talking about sending out multiple teams, uh, another thing to consider is like, you know, maybe, maybe your price point is just too high. Right. So ours is seven thousand dollars starting price. Well, if we were really slow and we really wanted to do a wedding, we could send out an email and say, like, hey, we have uh, we have a scaled down package. Right. Where we're only going to we're going to send out one filmmaker instead of our normal two. And we're going to give you a, a three minute edit instead of a five to six minute edit. So you could create something that's a, just a scaled down version of what you do mm -hmm. and have a lower entry point. And you don't have to put that on your website. You don't have to say on your website, well, technically, pr our prices, I guess, are going to start at four thousand since we're going to offer this skinny package. Right. You don't have to do that. Like your price start at seven thousand. Your normal prices start at seven thousand dollars, and and the this business is yours. You can do with it whatever you want. Uh, I I do stress like you know trying to be as honest, open, authentic, all that stuff as possible. Don't lie or cheat or steal or anything. But um, but I I think it's okay to to offer specials and incentives and and to create something that's really for people that haven't booked anything that you know they're 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 just sticker shocked with everybody's price and for you to take the time to follow up and say like you know what uh not sure if you have booked anybody uh, but we know how valuable this is please consider uh you know and, and here here's one other option that uh that we don't really advertise um you know here it is and and throw it out there yeah hmm. that's really good i love the idea because i think for a lot of people it's the idea of 
having a lower price than what they're doing, of having some sort of a discount, uh, is uh, so against all the wisdom that's shared in the industry. But there are these scenarios, like what you said, it's it's not necessarily about, about discounting. Sometimes it's saying, okay, what are ways I can cut my expenses and then pass that on to the client so that now they can hire us? Or offering things that do have uh, more perceived value than what they're you know, actually are going to cost you, right? It's like the raw footage thing. You know, it cost me 30 bucks for a hard drive that I'm going to send out to this client. And, you know, if we can, you know, charge them, you know, 300 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever it is, then that's $500 of perceived value to them um, when it really only cost me 30 bucks. So there's, there's so many things like that that we can think about that during these slow times, we can begin to offer these these additional perceived value things, uh, that, that cost us, you know, almost nothing. Yeah. And when you're doing that, you also have to think from a, a bride, especially a bride's perspective to say like, what, what do they care about? You know, did they not book you because right. they weren't getting enough hours or, or, or because they, they just, they wanted that, like the, the next better edit, right? Cause we, we have like a documentary edit, which is long and just kind of like, eh, like, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, and then right. we've got our creative edits. Well, you know, if maybe your, your intro package is that, uh, just very basic package. Well, what if you just said like, Hey, we're going to upgrade you like an entire tier if you book us right or mm. um think think of something that that isn't just like a um <laughs> i use this example only because this is what we used to do uh we'll we'll give you the raw footage right for some people they don't care about that at all uh if you yeah. if you paint it, it in a picture of like no this is like these are the guts right this is the uh, stuff that you're going to mm. watch someday then it becomes enticing yeah. but there's there's plenty of stuff if you already include 10 hours of wedding day coverage to throw in an additional hour, who cares? But, right. you know, to say like, oh, we're going to bring a drone operator or we're going to, you know, whatever, whatever that thing is that, that maybe that particular bride said she was interested in, you've got that in your, in your notes. Um, or mm -hmm. it's just like, well, you know, it seems like every single one of the, the clients that call us, this is what they want. So let that be one of those things that, that you discount. And I would say, if you're making money on everything else and like you're discounting that one thing, that is, it's okay. Because if you have to keep the lights on, you have to, you have to figure out how that happens. Yeah. Now, I will say that what a lot of us don't do or have never done is we've, we've never really broken down the entire process uh, of what we, uh, what we offer, right? So how much, how many hours are we actually shooting? Okay. We, we tell them eight, but we, we arrive at the studio two hours beforehand. We leave an hour before we're supposed to be, get there. We stay, sometimes we stay late. Okay. So what, what we say is eight is actually more like 12. Um, okay. And then we get back to the studio and then there's the time to upload the footage, you know, put back it up all this rarely do we look at every aspect of what it takes to produce one wedding film and figure out the cost there and uh, we could be shooting ourselves in the foot if we're charging $2,500 for a wedding film and then we're discount discounting $500 and charging $2,000 when really we're working about three or four thousand dollars worth of wedding film production total so yeah if you don't know your numbers going into this whole idea of like, you know, can we discount? 
right. then you're, that's real. That's a real danger zone. And that's where a lot of businesses fails because they don't realize they're like, oh, it's just a hundred bucks or it's just, you know, 500 bucks. But when you do, when you don't realize that every single wedding that you're selling, you're actually losing money because it costs money to keep your lights on because you've got to buy new equipment because you've got all these other costs that you're not factoring into what it takes to actually just build that, uh, that wedding film. Uh, you're, you're, you can't, that's not sustainable. It's only sustainable for like two wedding seasons. And then at the end of two wedding seasons, you're just like, this is stupid. I can't keep doing this. Uh, I don't have any money. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic advice. Uh, uh, and I love that that you have someone who is um, sort of outside, having an outside perspective that's taking a look at the numbers on a daily basis or on a on a regular basis, um, and giving you guys feedback on that. That's incredibly helpful. Yeah, and I will um, just to what what's been helpful. Uh, she's pretty affordable. I think we pay about six hundred fifty dollars a month, which sounds like it's like wow. And at the end of the year, that's like you know seven thousand um, dollars, but you know, she's a consultant. She's not just giving us, here's your numbers and um, everything looks good to hand off for your taxes. Um, and she works at a college and she's, she's a professor in uh, accounting, right? So she's looking for extra work. Uh, so we're getting her at a discount compared to what she would norm, what, what a normal, a person like her in that field would be charging. Um, but we're, we're not just getting that service. We're also getting strategy, which there's a ton of value in there. So uh, consider looking at colleges or universities for somebody uh, like that, that mm. would totally take on more work and wouldn't charge you what a normal uh, CPA or bookkeeping firm would charge. Awesome. Great tip. Very cool. Okay. So, so talk to me more than about this, this transition as you began to see, um, you know, we're, we're, we're leaving money on the table by not doing some of this, this corporate work. Um, talk to me about some of that transition from, from, you know, where you're doing exclusively weddings to starting the corporate brand. Um, yeah, I think that the hardest part was I had so many friends in the creative world that said, Hey, I, I, we want to work with you, but my boss can't know that you're a wedding videographer, videographer. <laughs> and I'd be like, uh, but you see the work. He's like, I know, I know, but, uh, just, you just can't bring it up. Like they can't, uh, you need another website. And it was really frustrating. And I fought that for the longest time. And that's why we just kept with the one brand, um, because I was too prideful. I was like, well, screw them. If they're, if they're not going to consider us because we're wedding filmmakers, then, then they don't know what they're missing. And really yeah. it was like, I didn't know what I was missing. <laughs> some financial freedom, uh, you know, some peace in my life, um, uh, raise salaries for my employees, a, you know, bigger, better, cooler studio, better equipment. You know, it's like all the stuff that we just couldn't have. We, we did fine when we were doing just weddings. Um, we survived, but, uh, we didn't thrive. And I know that's like so cliche, but, um, but it's the truth. I mean, it, it really is the honest to goodness truth for us. And I, I don't, I definitely am not like an advocate of saying like, you know, get out of weddings or, or you have to add corporate or anything like that. Because uh, I, I do think that there there are people that can do it. Um, you just have to be really smart. And if you're like me, um, I, I wasn't that smart. <laughs> uh, and it's and it's more than just smarts. I think you know part of it is uh, its location and it's uh, what is the market actually doing. And I think the market has changed a lot in the last three years. Um, and so it's just become tougher uh, to uh, 
to be a wedding filmmaker. So, um, so it makes sense to, to say like, what, what else can we do, um, to, to, to not just survive, but to actually, uh, thrive in this, in this work, because there's so many stinking gifted storytellers out there that need to be telling stories, whether it's for a couple or business or, or whatever, um, to, to have to hang it up because you just can't make it financially. Cause it's just not, um, giving you the the money that you need to live off of um that's just that's not cool right so i love mm-hmm. that um I, I just love that you even do the show and uh and that you're that this is part of the conversation because uh, because it's stuff like this that is helpful uh, for people to say like okay yeah i can uh those are some good ideas i can implement um but it really comes down to to implementing and not just saying like those are good ideas but you know taking maybe one thing from from this episode or from a, a previous episode and just saying like okay i'm gonna do that one thing that that sounds like something i can do and and committing to it and actually doing it um, so uh, that would be my encouragement um sorry again it's the yeah. coffee that's just taking me uh down these little uh <laughs> rabbit <laughs> no it, i love it the coffee is gold yeah so anyway back to uh back to my point of of just kind of feeling too prideful to to break down and uh, and create this other brand. Well, eventually, eventually we did, and a lot of my learning, um, you know, I just I didn't know what a DP was, and I didn't know uh, I really didn't know what what does a director do, and like why is that different, and what's a producer? I seriously, for the longest time, didn't know what a producer was, even though when I hired a producer and the producer started producing, I was like, holy crap, that's like all the stuff that I usually do but this is amazing that you're gonna do all that uh that's really cool and um yeah so so i think i i was i try to be very honest with the people that we were working with too and we were there were agencies that were hiring us early on especially because we were at a much lower price than the agencies that they were used to working with so they they knew uh along with that came people being like um what what is it? What's a director or what's what's a DP? Uh, me apologizing a lot of times or opening sentences with this phrase. This is one of my favorite phrases. Um, this is this is like really awkward. Um, but I don't know what a DP is. Um, and people <laughs> just being so kind and, and gracious and saying like, oh oh you're adorable. Um, so a DP is um, you right there. You know you got the camera. Yeah, that's um, uh, <laughs> so you know kind of having to learn. Um, terms like that um but then also business terms like corporate uh stuff so for me it was like this whole new vocabulary i mean i was i was uh i was learning what a cinematographer was and did and you know i was kind of slowly and surely uh learning that stuff Uh, but really i was a storyteller i just wanted to you know tell pretty stories and uh with cool cool gear and i could tell you kind of what the gear did and and whatever but you know i didn't go to film school none of that stuff um but then you know when i'm sitting in a uh a boardroom with all these business people with ties and jackets and all this stuff and i'm in my i don't know whatever not jeans and t-shirt but uh you know just feeling like a fish out of water uh because i Mm. I, I worked at the college that I went to for a couple of years and there I could wear jeans and t-shirts. And the expectation was just that I'm building relationships with people in the community. So I, I just got to be me and I didn't learn how to talk to business people. I never was in like important business meetings, but now, now I'm in important business meetings and now people are asking me questions like, uh, what's the ROI on the SOW and the, uh, you know, just all these terms and things and, you know, your AR and AP, APPR, you know, just 
all the, these terms that were so new. Um, so I think for me, it was just, it, it was being humble enough to say, okay, like, this is okay that I don't know this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And and being honest with people and just saying like, I'm just trying to figure this out. I want to be helpful. I want to tell great stories. Um, so uh, how can we help your business? Or here's how we, I think we can help your business. Um, but, you know, fast forward six years of me like having these, you know, meetings and and it's just funny because sometimes I'll catch myself talking and I'm like oh my gosh I sound like this you know corporate uh employee as I'm talking to my fellow filmmaker friends and my filmmaker friends are like what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah I think I think for me it was uh one of the biggest challenges was just learning uh learning how to speak a common language and um, Mm, in that uh, my, my biggest thing right now, and I, and I think has been for, for a while is, um, ha- having processes in our businesses is the, one of the most important things and being able to communicate what your processes are to another business is the thing that sets you apart from any other, um, freelancer filmmaker mm. studio whatever because everybody wants to talk about how awesome their work is and no yeah. nobody wants to talk about um you know your what, what's your process to get there well you know we're creative so uh we just sit in a room we light a couple candles and uh you know we watch our favorite netflix show until until or we drink coffee until the idea comes <laughs> and uh and that's not good enough for a business that wants to know what is the return on my investment can i trust you with yeah. twenty thousand dollars for this project is it going to get done on time uh is it going to be done with this budget are you going to come back to me and say we ran out of editing hours we told or uh we can't afford the the model that you wanted us to hire or in and they're like wait what we, we talked about this like you it's like oh 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 so for me if if i have learned anything that could be a value to people that say like, you know, I would like to do more work with businesses and corporations and, um, having a process for what you do and, and being able to articulate, right. So having a yeah. process written down, but then being able to articulate that I can do that today so well in a business meeting that people, they, they honestly, they're like, they look, you know, their eyes get big and they're like, Wow. You know, you, and they're, they're like, they say stuff like you really know what you're doing. And Mm. instead of like me having to show them a video or me having to like really try to charm them with my personality, it's not about that stuff anymore. It's about us having a process and just communicating our process and, and you've seen the work, right? So, you know, it's good, right? Uh, Whatever. Uh, But it gets results, right? It's going to help turn, uh, no, what, what is the saying? One of these corporate things, uh, push the needle forward, you know, in your business. Um, you know, th- those are the things that, that they need to know, you know, am I going to be embarrassed when I show this to my boss? Like they, they need to know that you're not going to embarrass them. You're going to, you're there to help them, to serve them, to, to create a great film. That's going to help them make more money, reach more people, do the thing that it's intended to do. Absolutely. I can think of two recent conversations, um, you know, the past few months that I've had. Uh, one of them was where I was doing exactly what you're talking about. It's a, it's a new concept of something that we've came up with um, for uh, basically creating YouTube channels for people. And at the time I was having this conversation, we only had one client. Um, and so we were just sort of refining our process and what it was going to look like. But I was on the phone explaining this to the CEO of this company that we'd worked for in the past. And he was telling me, he said, well, 
you know, we're, right now we're spending 1500 bucks a month on this marketing firm and I'm not really sure what we're getting from it. Um, your, you know, yours is quite a bit more expensive than that, what you're talking about doing here. But it sounds like you got your stuff together a lot better than they do. <laughs> and I was just like, I was sort of baffled by that because I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I was like, yeah, we've done this once, you know. <laughs> but we had really thought through like, uh, you know, what our process was going to be. And I was able to articulate that well enough to him that, uh, you know, he thought we had our stuff be- uh, together better than this this company he had already hired to do a lot of the same stuff. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I totally get that. Like having those processes, just being able to process through and think about that. But also we sort of glazed over this idea of of ROI and thinking about how can we think through what the return of investment is for our, our clients. So the other conversation I had was with a company who um, they were, they were gung ho, they were ready to hire us. And then I had my second meeting with them and it was a totally different conversation. It was like, he was ready to pull back. He's like, I don't think I can make this. This is way too significant of an investment for us right now. Um, so I just started asking him about his numbers. You know, what does it mean for you to get a new client? What does that look like for you? Um, what is your revenue on that? And just started asking him more questions about his business. And it became really, a uh, like just extremely obvious to me that we were going to make this guy a ton of money. Um, you know, so I, I, I laid out for him. I said, here's the most conservative estimate I can possibly come up with, you know, if we only get you, if, if by producing this, this channel for you, if we only get you X number of clients, which was just like a super low bar, then you are going to 12 times your investment. So I told him straight up, I was like, so if you don't do this, I'm going to question your sanity right now, you know? And I, I told him that, I mean, we just had that, that kind of a real conversation and He signed the contract right there and, you know, uh, and he's been, we've been on a, on a contract with him for the last three or four months. Um, yeah. And so like having those conversations to understand your client's needs rather than being like, you know, a couple of years ago, I might've been in that meeting and, and tried to convince him, oh yeah, but this, this is going to be such beautiful work. It's going to make you look cool, blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas having the conversation more centered around them and what it's going to do for their business, um, and asking those questions was just a whole different conversation where I, I probably would have lost that client. Well, the, the thing that, uh, as a wedding filmmaker, it's, it's the same process. We're doing the same thing with our wedding clients. Yeah. It's like, Hey, what's, what's your goal? Like, what's the most important thing, you know, on your wedding day, if we didn't capture one thing and what would it break your heart if we didn't capture it? Or what are some things that we might not think of or see of on the wedding day? Like what, what, what are some of those things? What's unique about you guys? We're asking these questions, these same kinds of questions, like the return on your investment. Like that's not a question that you ask a, a couple, but all of those questions are that. Like, what's the most important thing? When you watch this in 10 years from now, like, what do you, what do you want to feel? Like, what do you want to see? Uh, what do you want to remember? Um, that's that's what we're selling there. So moving to corporate clients, it's like that same conversation with just lots of different types of questions, but really just trying to figure out what's their goal. Their, the return on investment for a couple is to feel like they watch the wedding film and and they're brought back to that day. They remember the people. They remember what they felt like. Uh, they, they remember how much they love their spouse, even if 
they're you know 10 years later fighting and yelling and screaming and whatever but they remember that at some point one point in their lives they were so madly deeply in love with it. that's the return on their investment that's what they they're buying and then you know for your corporate clients like well we want to sell more or we just we just need something out there that's going to get us more exposure we want more eyeballs on our company and we want an excuse to post on social media and that's that's what we need so it's that same con conversation the questions are just asked differently and uh in in what you're what you're positioning to them how you're going to help them is it you know it's different but you're still you're helping your wedding client and you're helping a corporate client absolutely 100 percent. so a question that i have for you as, as someone who for the last what say seven years seven years ago you started to tell 2012 okay cool so almost seven years um so I'm curious because one of the things that we, we think about when we're thinking about sort of these slow, slower seasons is, um, you know, with weddings, we can sort of predict somewhere between probably 18 to, to four months, somewhere in that range is like, if we're booking a wedding, it's going to be at least that far out typically. Um, what are you finding with your, with your corporate clients? Like from the time that you, you make contact with them, they have some sort of interest in working with you until you're like boots on the ground filming something. What is like, what's a sort of a, a time frame of that? So how do we, in terms of thinking about our calendar season, um, you know, if we're trying to fill up January, when are those jobs being booked and, and what does that process look like? <laughs> you know, whenever we get on a call with a corporate client, it's like, uh, okay, so tell us about your projects. You know, they go through a couple of things and then it's always like, and when, when would you want this thing in hand? And <laughs> inevitably, inevitably it's like, uh, yesterday, you know, last yeah. month, last week we need this, yep. you know, now, uh, man, that's like, seriously the majority of everybody. So whenever we get somebody, it's like, oh, this isn't due for three months. We're like, oh my goodness. Are you serious? This is amazing. <laughs> uh, so I think it starts even before that Jordan, like the, when, when you start thinking about like, okay, so it's January, um, how far back do we have to go or what's the first thing the first the first thing is actually hanging out with people like having coffee taking people out to lunch and meeting people yeah at that point when you're when you start doing that i i estimate about three to six months before that person might be interested in working with you so start Mm -hmm. there and think like okay so if you're slow in in january rewind three to six months to say like i should start meeting new people that might want to hire us three to six months uh so in like june right and then uh, f- when somebody calls uh, today, it's a lot different than even two years ago, they would call where we would just say like, yeah, we can uh, w- we can meet with your team and figure out like what 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 you guys need us to do. But we can start shooting like, you know, literally as soon as like tomorrow because we don't have anything on the, on the calendar. And sometimes we would start shooting tomorrow. And, you know, post-production process, you know, could be a week to four weeks, just depending on what else is going on, how complex the edit is. Well, today, if somebody calls, we're usually, we're trying to avoid jobs where it's like, hey, we need you, you know, this week for a big project. It's like, well, you know, the more questions we ask, the more we realize that they they're, they would be leaning on us for a lot more than what they're willing to pay. They're kind of in mm. scramble mode. And what we've found out is most clients that are in scramble mode aren't ever happy with what we do for them. 
And, mm. um, you know, the money's nice, but the pain that we have to endure through the process um, to where sometimes it's like, you know, we have to give them some of their money back because it's either that or they're going to fight us in court or it's just going to be weird. And it's not even stuff that we did. Like, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, we got hired by this huge uh, network to film this basic concert. They just needed one camera. They needed a track reference for the real, quote unquote, concert that they were going to do in Nashville two weeks later and so we're like fine you know we sent out one of our guys and it was just a simple one camera like just show up tripod in the back they just need to kind of see the stage and hear the thing and 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 there were problems and it was like and not, not even you know we'll take some of that responsibility but you know they're 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 fighting it's like oh my gosh this is like this was supposed to be an easy thousand bucks in and out right. you know, two hour not even two hours i think it was an hour and, uh, and so I just shake my head. I'm like, of course, it's always the ones that want a discount yeah. or it's like, you know, super fast turnaround. You know, can you bend over backwards for us? And we're like, yeah, we're nice guys. We'll bend over backwards. However we can help you. And then they end up, you know, yelling at us and mad. And it's like, oh my gosh, how do we win here? And we win by yeah. trying to say no to those opportunities. The guys were telling me, they were like, well, like, you know, we talked to them. It sounds super easy. And I should have been like, oh, oh, red flag, red flag. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so people call us today and and we try to figure out like what what is what is what is it that they need do they know what they need and yeah. uh, and then a lot of times when they're they're not entirely sure they they think they know they they know they need a video they're maybe they've done video in the past but it hasn't been super successful eventually we're either going to say <coughs> yes we can be your production company we can you're going to direct us you're going to tell us where you need us to go and what shots to get and then when we start editing you're going to kind of direct the edit or that's going to be us. We're going to we're going to take the lead on that. And if we're going to take the lead on that, you're going to pay us to take the lead on that. In the past, right. we would just that was added value. Like somebody was going to hire us. They're going to lean on our creative direction because mm. we're the experts. You know, that's what they always would say. Uh, but people need to know today <laughs> when I'm on the phone with them, that's a different tier. And we're happy and more than capable to provide creative direction and a director on set and all that stuff. But you're going to pay for that. And if we're yeah. going to do this right, it's not just having that person on set at that time. It's also uh, we're going to have a workshop with your team and we're going to go through uh, the creative process. We're going to go through the process that we go through every time we're going to tell a story or create a film. We're going to go through that with your team so we get your team in alignment we get your team to say yes 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 so that when we provide a treatment to you in in some a rough storyboard you're going to look at that and say yes this is right or no that's you didn't hear us right change that do all this different stuff and then when everybody's in alignment and your whole team says yes to this then we start recording and mm -hmm. there's no there's way fewer questions then and then when you see the first edit there's no confusion it's just like, yeah, this was this was on, this was all the stuff we talked about. This was on the treatment. We the whole team saw it. They said yes, instead of us sending them the second round of the edit and them saying, yeah, this is good, cool, send it to print. We send the exports, we upload it, and then they're like, oh, you know what? Um, I just sent this to my boss, and uh, he wants a couple things changed. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, did did didn't you send this to your boss already? Well, no, like, you know, he, it's the first time he's, yeah. seen, he's busy, you know, he's important. It's like, no, 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 I asked you to get all the stakeholders in the room and I told you that uh, you only get two rounds of revisions and anything beyond that you're going to have to pay for. Oh, but, you know, it's just a real quick, uh, can you just, 
in back in the day we would bend and we would just do those yeah. quick edits and and then we'd lose money on the project until we started communicating like hey every round you know get all the people that you need to and uh, get them to approve it and and then when those that kind of feedback would come back we'd do the work and we would charge them and their account person would be mad at us even though it was their fault for not giving it to their boss or whatever earlier on now we're just like hey we know the the drill here we need all the stakeholders at the very beginning before we hit record before stuff goes if you want us to direct this thing and uh and so for that workshop we charge 2500 bucks uh, people love it they get this you know beautiful pdf of what we're going to do we call it the video blueprint we give that to them they're like this is great there might be changes on that but we're editing a document that's easy to edit we don't have to redo a shoot day or or get right. talent to come up that's just like it there it is and and so we're finally getting paid for pre-production which uh mm. really has set us set us up for success but it's also allowed our clients to be successful and for them to be happy throughout the process and not frustrated yep. and annoyed and confused and wondering, you know, when are we going to see the next version and uh, what is it going to look like? But but they know they've got a calendar, they've got expectation. So when when we're doing that whole process, typically to get on the calendar, you know, it could take one to three weeks to get John and myself on the calendar, on their calendar to do the workshop. Uh, it's a two hour workshop from the workshop. It'll take us uh, two to four weeks to build out this whole treatment to get them to give feedback on it. And then at that point, then we can, <coughs> then we have a, a kickoff call with with if if they're good with all of it then we send them the here's the finished proposal they sign the proposal we get on a kickoff call we do a call with their team all the stakeholders and then we build out the production calendar so from the very start of a what we would consider a full production where we're doing pre-production and where we're doing creative direction uh, that could be you know it could be a four or eight week process to 12 to 16 weeks Plus add in the three to six months of, of for a brand new client, nurturing that relationship. Um, so, I mean, really starting in January, <laughs> you got to start, yeah. you got to start hanging out with people and meeting people and, and hanging out in the sorts of groups that you want to be doing work with. And, um, you know, in three to six months, you might get a phone call in June or July, and then you start doing that work in August, September, October, and and then you start doing revisions. And then guess what? You've done all this work for this client. They're super happy. And then it's uh, October, November, December. And they're like, hey, we've got a little bit of extra money. And you call them and you say, this is them saying they've got extra money. But you call them and say, hey, you know, it's end of year. I, I don't know, you know, where you guys are at with your, your video budgets or marketing budgets or whatever. But um, do you want us to create any social video? social media edits of the piece that we did for you do you want us to do anything else with Mm. the stuff that we already did for you and then you're 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 booking yourself out for november december january and uh yeah the the cycle starts again and hopefully you didn't just meet people in like january and february but hopefully even when you're busy you know in may and june and july you're at least you know once a week trying to meet with somebody new that you want to do work with and you're hanging out and in some kind of a networking type group um maybe once a month you know don't don't give your life to that stuff but uh, but that's that's what you need to be doing uh not just in the off season but um even when it when it's kind of busy so that um when it's uh when it's time to when when things slow down you've you've got a pipeline built up and if you're just so busy that you just can't take on any more work it's fine to tell somebody when they call hey i'd love to work on this project but we can't start talking about it for three more months so can we put you on the calendar for you know for august or whatever the month may be and if it's a project for them or they got to get they just got to get rolling on it then it's up to you to figure out you know can you actually fit it in or do you just have to pass this time and for them to be like wow like maybe we should reach out earlier next time i mean 
that mm. would benefit all of us in the industry if if we just painted this picture of like, hey, everybody, yeah. uh, if you want to do a video project, you need to start thinking about it like six months out. Yeah, that would be nice. Boy, I love that. That was full of like a hundred times more uh, gold nuggets than I asked for. And that was incredible. You're like, you just don't stop talking. <laughs> no, dude, that was so awesome. I feel like, uh, I feel like myself included and probably our listeners are thinking, wow, I love how organized that process is. I love how you're thinking about actually getting paid for pre-production and offering a tremendous amount of value in that. But the way that not only does it offer so much value to your clients, but also they end up with a better product that they're happier about that is exactly what they wanted because you went through that process with them and you know you got paid well for it. So I know that this is the kind of stuff that you guys teach on a on a regular basis that you've got some classes and things like that. Maybe you could say something more about what you have to offer. Um, if someone just listened to that to that last piece and said, "Wow, I need to learn how to do that." Yeah, uh, man, I got I got links galore to send, so I, I I'll try not to bombard you. But one thing that I've been pushing as of late, because you know our our podcast, we continue to have amazing guests who talk about awesome stuff, and really for us, I want to talk about the things that are resonating with people, the the struggles that other business owners are ha- having. Um, so not. <laughs> Not every company is is a six figure or seven figure company, and 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 people have different struggles. So like, I don't want to just talk to you know companies that are having tons and tons and tons of success. I want to talk to the companies that are in the middle of struggle. And uh, and so if you go to studiosherpas.com slash survey, uh, there's a, a, it's a 10 minute survey. I mean, 10 minutes is a decent amount of time, but um, that survey is helping us know what, what who are the kinds of guests that we should have on the show and what are the topics that we should talk about. And then at the end of the mm-hmm. survey, uh, I kind of, I list off some of the things that we're going to be doing going into 2019. Um, you know, we're doing a, a group coaching, like a large group coaching uh where we're going to bring i'm going to bring in experts and people are going to be able to do q a with people like similar to the nice. people that we have on the podcast but but in a q a format and then we're going to be doing a mastermind group so a six to eight very consolidated group and talk on topics about finances and how to pay employees and uh, what should we charge and you know just all of the things that we struggle with as business owners but in a small group setting it's it's more private and uh in talking to to peers um We've got the video blueprint method, which is essentially this thing that I was just sharing about how we, you know, charge twenty five hundred dollars for this this workshop, and it has literally changed the way our business is run. And everybody, uh, especially our, our team here, is way more happy that we have a solid process that we can take our our clients through, and our producers, our shooters, our editors have a, a clear roadmap on projects. And uh, yeah, and that's we're opening that back up early twenty nineteen, and that's just videoblueprintmethod.com. Uh, just feel free, you know, shoot shoot us an email, just hey at studiosherpas.com. If you have a specific uh, need or something, no, that's just totally dumb. T- just tell people to go to the survey. I'm going to stop giving out. <laughs> I should have just had one. Um, uh, and I did have, I did have uh, like a discount I was going to offer on our budget maximizer, but I don't know if that's helpful or if I should do that. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. And then, you know, lastly, we talked about this earlier, Jordan, about budgeting and uh, 
not knowing our numbers, knowing are we making money on this job, uh, the quicker we can figure that stuff out, the quicker we can say no to a job, uh, the quicker mm-hmm. uh, we can you know build out a proposal or a real estimate for a client if it is a job that we're going to make money on. It's a way to to know you know are we going to spend twenty hours editing on this, and then if we are following up with our editor and just saying like, hey, remember, you only got 20 hours. We budgeted 20 hours. So anything beyond 20 hours, we're losing money on. So uh, we have a course called uh, the Budget Maximizer. It comes with a spreadsheet tool and and just the training on how to use a tool like this. Um, and w- uh, you can find that at studiosherpas.com slash budget. And I've got a $100 uh, coupon code for, for your listeners, Jordan, oh, um, to be able you. to take advantage of. And the coupon code is... Uh, coupon code is Jordan J O R D A N one hundred. Nice, classic man. I super appreciate that. Uh, I know our. I know, I know that's something that is you know for so many of us we're we're creatives. We we don't like thinking through the numbers. We haven't done that, and um, it's just so critical to long term success. So definitely hop on over. I know so many people have talked about the budget tool. I'm going to take advantage of this coupon code myself. Well, I'm going to be the first to jump on it. Uh, I'm super excited that we got to have this conversation. I'm super excited that, uh, that studio Sherpas got to hundred episodes and is one day going to get to 500 episodes. Um, <laughs> because every episode is just gold. So I super appreciate everything that you do for the industry. It is deeply appreciated. That's awesome. Yeah, Jordan, really, really uh, thankful for, uh, I mean, you know, what you're doing is awesome. It's, it, it is really good and, uh, it's helping a ton of people. So, uh, thanks for me and thanks from a lot of other people that, um, you know, that are listening and, uh, and you know, that's the, the beautiful thing about this industry is that, uh, I think a lot of us feel like we are in this together, right? And, uh, if we can be for each other and for each other's success and just yeah. know that, um, if we could just believe in abundance, I think we'd be a, a lot better off and just know and trust that, uh, when, when we're passing off work to somebody else, it will somehow in some weird way, come back to us in some shape of something that will yeah. be good for us. And, uh, you know, the more we can help each other in this work, cause it's hard. It's super, super hard. It's super hard to be a creative in a business world. And, uh, and, and the more we can just lean on each other and, and trust each other and, and ask for advice and be vulnerable with each other, uh, the better, uh, and the more fulfilling, um, and, and really the better we are for, for our clients, for our families, for, for our teammates teammates. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to do this and thankful uh, that you, that you had me on today. No doubt. Well, thanks again, friend. All right, buddy. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe on Patreon so you never miss a show. And when you're done, head on over to the Wedding Film Academy Facebook group to chat with other wedding filmmakers like yourself. Until next time, keep making movie magic. 